You can worry if you want to. You can cry if you are scared. You can direct all your energy at being more prepared for a journey that had started so very long ago. Or you can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. You can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. Welcome. And as best you can, experience welcome. What good is the concept without the experience? Welcome to Love is the Power. This podcast is rooted in a self-inquiry method known as the work of Byron Katie. And Tom is a certified facilitator of the work. You'll be hearing a dyad, triad, group, or guided meditation today. As you follow along, you're encouraged to do the best you can to experience for yourself what's being shared. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. thinking of uh, looking at like we've all like heard the concept of false self or false identification and true self the truth of who we are and maybe we could um, just kind of look at the the mechanism or mechanics of what would be called false identification. Okay. So like one thing Katie mentions or has mentioned, as I recall, is um, every thought that we attach to or believe leads to body identification identification as a body. And of course, the whole story that goes with the body. And to me, thought is like the root form in, in creation, in this universe of 
the created universe, let's call it. So thought is the root form, the root object or the root thing. And so we identify or believe or attach to a thought and then it's like attaching or identifying with form or an object, which then the object that we then project our beingness onto is the body. And again, the body along with all the stories that go with this body and this name. <clears throat> so then, let's look at the world of creation uh, as we experience it. So the world of creation from, from my perspective is made up of images um, concepts, thoughts, stories, um, feelings, body sensations, and then the world as we perceive it through the world of objects and things as we perceive it through the five senses. So you could say that's Experientially, that's the created, the created world or the creation. So if you look at our experience of the created world, then we could we can divide it into the inner created world and the outer created world, even though there's no actual boundary or border in our experiencing. And so look into your experiencing of the manifest world or the created world or the creation made up of images, thoughts, beliefs, stories, concepts, emotions, body sensations, and the sense perceptions of what we call the physical world. And if you really look into your actual experiencing
this self, this I that experiences Does it happen? Does it appear? Does it exist inside the created world? Or does the created world appear or is it experienced inside this self that experiences everything? And just notice the tendency to imagine experiencing from and through the body, imagining that we're experiencing everything like trapped inside this body, this presence that experiences trapped inside the body it only experiences from within the body. And thus we imagine that which experiences is in the world. But again, if you really look from this presence that experiences itself rather than imagining this presence that experiences experiencing, experiencing from the body. Where do, where do all the perceptions happen? Do you happen inside the perceptions or do the perceptions happen inside of you? That which has the ability to experience all the perceptions. And you know, we could do this with eyes open you know, so that we're looking at the room. And, and just notice the tendency to imagine the body experiencing the room and the consciousness or the awareness that is actually has the ability to experience as in be aware or automatically picture it limited to or confined to the body Notice, notice if there's any physical sounds that are happening 
Now we have the idea image of distance. But if you really look into your experiencing that which has the ability to hear, is the experiencing of sound happening, is the sound experience happening way over there? Or is it happening? Or is it a perception appearing in this presence of awareness? Notice how distance, close and far away, are concepts, you could say, superimposed over or laid over the actual experiencing. But in the experiencing itself, there's there's no distance, no experiencing that is further away than some other experiencing that's closer. You know, it's more like, uh, like art or, you know, a painting. And, you know, the painting itself is just on a flat surface. But when you look at it, it gives the illusion of distance. Oh, look at the mountains far off in the distance. But in reality, the mountains are just as close as the little buildings in the quote unquote foreground in reality. So now let's try another little experiment um, with the eyes open and you know, looking at the room and objects in the room. And, and do you need um, a story or a name or memory 
in order to experience the room and everything in the room? Do you you need a story, a name, a concept to experience? And allow the body to be what it is, one more object or thing in the room to be experienced. Tom? Yeah. Allow, what was the last thing you said? Allow what? To be one more thing? The body to be, you know, one one more object in the room. So again, do you need a story, a concept, a name, an idea in order to experience the room and all the objects in the room. So in your experiencing right now, is there anywhere in your experiencing where awareness or consciousness is not? not in your imagination and story, but in your actual experiencing. Is there anywhere, any aspect of your experiencing of the room where awareness, consciousness doesn't exist?
And this consciousness or awareness that has the ability to experience is it dependent on space? Distance or space, is space required? Which would be another way of saying, is it, de is it dependent on anything, even space? Do you know for sure that space, which includes distance, actually exists? Do you know that for sure? So part of the identification process is constant imaging ourself as a body, experiencing from the body. So it's a Constant, just repetitive, boom, 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 imaging, imaging, imaging the body as the experiencer or the experiencer dependent on. So as best you can, again, allow the body to be one more object in the room and allow yourself to be without the story imagination that you are the body. And again, do you know for sure that in reality there's distance? You know, space, volume, distance. Do you know for sure that awareness or consciousness depends on distance or space, volume. And as best you can look, look at the awareness itself. Does awareness require space to be, to exist? 
So anyway, welcome friends. Just playing around here. <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna ask something. I was having trouble with the distance part. What popped up was um, my body is the closest object to my awareness. Exactly. And so look at your experience of the body and, and the experience of something on quote unquote the other side of the room. Uh -huh. and, and it's all happening here. Yeah. Know, if you look right at the experience itself, distance is just an idea hmm. not 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 the the experience of that over there is just as close as the experience of the body hmm. except the illusion of being a feeling hmm. a sensation because what is the experience of the body? It's the experience of sensations, body sensations, like energy, you could say. So now let go of the image of the body and then experience the sensations themselves, which you could say are like an inner experience. And then something in the distance in the room, in the quote-unquote distance. And are you your chest? The sensation happening in the quote-unquote chest area? No. No. But if I think I am, then I superimpose this is me, which is the closest thing, and that's not me, and it's far away. Okay, so I see what you're saying. Because, yeah, I feel like I have so much more information about the body or, like, so much more input or something. That is. Well, it's um, in our memory, in our history or memory, that those sensations of the body is, uh, goes with us throughout the world. Yeah. So. It's one of it's one of the phenomenal or created experiences that goes seems to go with us everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so that gives us the illusion that it's it's closer to me. But if you drop the memory, if you don't aren't superimposing memory onto this experience now, look at the body sensation, the experience of a body sensation, and the experience of a physical sound or an object.
and as best you can to experience without putting the story of distance and close and just looking directly at the experiencing. I just had a flash of panic. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if I stop kind of like favoring <laughs> that or something, I was like, I'm not going to know what to do. Yeah, it's like, I, you know, I might uh, get up and leave the room without my body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Forgot to bring that along. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which we've heard many, probably everyone's heard experiences of people, quote unquote, out of body experiences. Yeah, so it's all happening right here. I like the visual of the painting. Hmm. Like, are we like the canvas? Is well, that, that is a, a, an image that's used often. Mm -hmm. To support experiencing. You know, the that we're the, we are what all experience, all perceptions, experiences appear in, mm -hmm. or, you know, the, the canvas of a painting or the screen of a movie. Those are images that have traditionally been used to support the experience of this presence in which all perceptions appear and disappear within or on. For me, really like playing with this whole distance and then does this awareness depend on volume, you know, space, um, distance, does re awareness require space to exist? Or does space require awareness to exist? But as long as we believe this presence, <clears throat> this experiencing presence, this presence that has the ability to experience as dependent <clears throat> on something, 
space, time, body, then we also experience fear. So just as a contemplation, could it be you, your existence, your beingness, this awareness, could it be? It, it doesn't even depend on space. doesn't even depend on creation existing. And so now, again, let's try the experiment of, is it true that you need an idea, an image, a story, a concept, thought, in order to experience? And this isn't about uh, stopping thoughts because thoughts are just thoughts are just one more aspect of this created universe. They're just one more thing. So it's not about stopping thoughts. This this line of inquiry, but it can help you get in touch with this awareness that experiences everything directly without the filter of stories, images, concepts, beliefs. You know, as, as, as at least as I remember Katie describing her, you know, waking up moment is, she said, I began to see an experience without concepts or stories. But probably another way of saying it is began to see an experience without the filter of beliefs, concepts, stories. So when we do this, we'll do it one more time. Allow, allow thoughts to be less stable objects, objects that appear and disappear more quickly than the physical objects, but still an object, a thing.
So for you to experience thoughts, images, body sensations, and the physical objects, do you need a story, an image, a concept about whatever is being experienced in order to experience? And again, allow the thoughts and images, whether they're images of the past or the future, to be what they are, just one more thing or object, one more perception appearing. And do you need a story, a concept, a belief in order to experience? And sometimes it can be a little easier if you just look at one object, one physical object. And do you, need, do you need a name, a story, an image, a memory to experience? And then to expand that to include everything that's appearing, all the perceptions. So Bob, you have your hand raised. What are you noticing? Well, a question that I've had for a while. I was waiting for the appropriate time to raise. Uh, so I experience awareness and I experience all these things in awareness. Mm -hmm. Thoughts, sensations, images, you know future, past, stories, all that. Is there any way of knowing or showing or testing uh, that that awareness is not dependent on this physical 
electromagnetic biologic brain? Yeah. Well, it starts with, um, do you know for sure that it's dependent on the brain? No, I don't know for sure. Okay. And then let, like, really let that in. Don't let, you know, don't allow it to just be a memory. To really let in. Okay. It's like to look at this awareness, this, and to be aware of being aware. And this presence of awareness. I don't know for sure. It's dependent on the body or the brain. I don't know for sure it's even localized, you know, because often we imagine it as like a point in, in the center of the brain, often. But notice how it's just an image of it being localized there. Yeah, for me, it's more like a field, but anyway. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're imagining a field, an electromagnetic field? The field of awareness, you know. Okay, so then using that, so where is that field of awareness? Where is, where is it not? Like, see if you can find an edge to it where it stops. Well, different, different things that come through it stop in different levels. <laughs> yeah, so this field of awareness in which all these objects and perceptions are appearing and disappearing and changing experiences as, in, as perceptions. Is there anywhere where this field of awareness stops? like a border and then it doesn't exist out there but existence continues but awareness stops well field of awareness stops there is perception what i would call perception you know the five senses and then there's imagination which can take you beyond what you can perceive yeah well, it's and that's perception. just imagination. That's just another story. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So imagine, you know, the Earth and space, the solar system, the galaxy, the universe. Like, just see if you can go somewhere where there's an edge to the field of awareness. A border where it stops. Well, it it seems like it stops at my as far as my imagination goes. You know. Yeah, yeah. When you get tired of imagining, right? <laughs> that, that's that's far enough. But there's no. There's no border. You don't run into a border. You're just like, okay. No, no. Just attention yeah. goes elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, so then 
direct our direct experience says there's there's nowhere where this field of awareness is not. Okay. Because yeah, because as soon as you imagine where it's not, that it, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine a border and, and whatever's on the other side, and there's the field of awareness always. So you know, in the mystical terms, they they sometimes refer to it this presence of awareness as the centerless center or center everywhere. Okay. So now what was your question again? <laughs> My question was, how is there a way to know that awareness is not dependent on this. Yeah, not dependent on limited. Yeah. Uh, existence. Okay. So now this, what we just did with the field of awareness, does that, it implies it, ha it has more implications towards not being dependent on than it does being dependent on. No matter where I imagine or go with the perceptions, it, the field of awareness is always present. But it doesn't give us direct knowing. No. But it introduces it supports I don't know. I don't know that it's limited to or dependent on this body, this biological system. Right. And what I'm what I'm looking for is more kind of more proof, more movement. Yeah. So now for that. Yeah. So now the 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 mind or We can never prove or verify through the mind. So you can say it's an intuitive knowing, which on this planet, we have very, very low level of trust. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we start to open up to it more from the I don't know position. I don't know. So now add into I don't know that it's limited to or dependent on the body. Add into that, is it possible that it's not limited? Could it be it's not limited to the body? And that just feels like an I don't know. Well, um, it, it's not saying it, it, it's not limited to the body. Do you know that? It's just saying, could it be in your 
in your thinking, in your mind? Is it, yeah, is it, in your mind, is it a possibility? Sure. Yeah, that's it. So now I'm open to the possibility that it's not limited. And I also see very clearly, I don't know for sure that it is. So then they, they those two start working together. But they, right away they loosen up the, the absolute surety that I'm dependent on the body. I am the body. So it's loosened up that, that belief that I knew for sure. I'm a body limited to the body, dependent on the body. So that, that gets loosened up with the I don't know and then open to the possibility that not dependent. Then you can begin gathering evidence that is not absolute proof that I'm not limited, but implies the possibility. So then we have one thing that we are certain of is I'm aware. That's, that's our direct experience. So I'm aware we're, that's one thing we can be certain of, I'm aware. And I don't know that this awareness that I am is dependent on the body, I don't know. And then question number three also helps loosen things up. When we look at, well, how do I react? What, what happens? How do I live my life when I really believe I am dependent on this body or limited to this body, dependent on this body, or outright believe I am the body? Yeah, really tight, clingy. Mm-hmm. anyone else what do you notice I am the body I'm limited to the body my chest aches mm -hmm. I become scared of being homeless or get, you know getting in pain yeah pain can happen to the body homelessness can happen to the body the body can be tied up you know thrown in the river it can be deprived of food it can deprived of shit like the moment I believe I am the body does it feel like a friendly universe <laughs> do you live in a friendly universe when you believe you are the body limited to dependent on the body 
feel like I have to protect the body. Yeah, number one priority, feed, house, and clothe, protect. And protect all the food, housing, and clothing. <laughs> so then you can feel how the sphere of protection starts expanding. You know, which of course it would, because everything, there's, everything's one, there's no separation, so. Oh, I am the body. I have to protect the body. Well, the body needs food, clothing, and shelter. Well, I have to protect the food, clothing, and shelter. Where does the food, clothing, and shelter come from? I got to protect the where the food, clothing, and shelter comes from. That's why I need all that control. That's right. That's why everyone wants to be Dr. Evil and rule the world. I have to make sure the body feels okay all the time. Oh, yeah. It's Good a one. real prison. Yes. Yes. And just for a moment, you know, or a few moments, allow yourself, as best you can, allow yourself to be completely free of diet idea, story, image that your body, dependent on the body, just, just for a couple moments. And experience what you are without that image story, dependency on the body, being a body. So then after question number four, you know, you can, uh, Bob, you can experiment in the morning starting each day with, um, could it be, I'm not the body, I'm not dependent on the body. Could it be? And if you notice, yes, it could be, I'm open. Then you can set the intention to, okay, I'm going to do the best I can today to live as if it's the truth. I, I, what I am is not dependent on, limited to the body. Uh, you know, just to see, just to see how it goes, how, how your experiencing of life goes, living as if I'm not dependent on the body. And uh, for me, uh, these experiments, uh, living these turnarounds, I, for me, I like the starting place being the turnaround presented as a question first. And then if I'm open, then 
you know, especially this time where I, I don't know for sure that I'm not, I don't know for sure that I am dependent on the body. I don't know for sure that I'm not. Okay, well, I'm just gonna live as if it's the truth. I'm, I'm not dependent on limit or limited to. And then, you know, over time, we just notice how we notice the feedback from life. You can also add into it, do I know for sure I'm dependent on so that you can experience it anew, don't turn to a memory. It's like, well, yesterday I realized I didn't know. And it's like brand new. Do I know for sure? No, I don't know that for sure. Okay. Uh, but I like, uh, I've heard Katie refer to, I don't know is my favorite position or I don't know when, when we allow ourselves to be in that, to experience, I don't know for sure. She said that's the, the position or the place in which we're open or receptive to being shown the truth. But you know, it's pretty easy to see when I think I know for sure, it's like a closed system. It already knows for sure. I don't know for sure is an open, open system. Okay, so uh, Deborah, your hands up. Thanks. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that going back to looking and can you ex directly experience without an image um anything i'm looking at whether my eyes are open or closed i notice there's automatically an image yeah the image i was referring to is the image of me experiencing through the body Oh, okay. That, so I was going to say, I, if I'm I looking think, at as I as I recall, that's what I was referring to because I, I I I I saw in myself, um, you know, one time I just saw, I just saw the this constant imaging of a body experiencing through a body, yeah. like I wasn't experiencing directly. I was, I had an image of me as a body, and but it was rapid fire. It was just like nonstop. Yeah. In all, did that come with the sensation rapid fire repetitive as well? Because for me, I I noticed that feeling of meanness. Yes. Comes not just with an image, but there's a density to it. Uh huh. The body sensation it goes yeah. with. Yeah. That and that that cements the that that's what gives it the strongest sense of being real the body yeah. sensation along with the image those two because together. if it was 
if it was just the image, it would be like me looking at my image on the screen. Well, um, let's try this. Close your eyes. Okay. And as best you can, just experience the energy or sensations of the body without any image. It's easy to do. Yeah, and then notice how the experience of the sensations, they're, 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 you know, they're, they don't have a, a, a really clear border anymore without, without the image of the body. They don't, yeah. you know, they start move and start, it's like, whoa, it kind of moves. It's, you could say it, the sensations kind of seem to expand beyond what my imagined of a clear border of body. Yeah, they don't feel so localized. Yeah, they start to expand or move or when we look right at the experience of the sensations without superimposing the image of the body onto the sensations. So it's it seems like it's just sensations or just image but that it's easy to see it for what it is when you put the two together it really feels like I am, I am the body yeah because an image could be a picture well and that's that's why it's helpful as far as loosening up um uh, this identification with the body which you can think of identification with the body as is believing I am the body or limited to the body. So this loosens up that identification. And then once you see what we just saw, then you can begin to notice, uh, you can begin to discern, notice how the experience of sense body sensations and the experience of a sound in the distance are very similar their perceptions so there they are more similar to each other the perception of the sensations and the perception of the sound in the distance are more similar in experience to each other than the experience than than the experience of being aware that which has the ability to experience sensations and experience a sound yeah it then and they it, the similarity being that they're both perceptions they're both yes something that's being perceived, perceived. Yeah. by the awareness yeah <clears throat> and then another even easier way or another aspect of that is the sensations themselves are they aware are they perceiving? I have no <laughs> knowledge that they are. Yeah, not in, my, I, not in my experience. 
not in my to, direct experience, but couldn't that be another thing that moved to that possibility, as crazy as it might sound? Uh, say that again. Yeah, that's true. In my direct experience, I have no experience sensations having consciousness. Isn't that what you just said? Yes. Okay, having awareness. And mm -hmm. this open to the possibility, is that, is that not just saying I'm open to a concept? What concept are you open to? Whatever I don't have direct experience of. Because anything that I don't have direct experience of is going to be a concept, right? Yes, I can't verify. It's going to be, I can't know for sure. Yeah, so if I can't know for can't sure, so it's a concept. And, and so isn't that then true of Anything I don't know for sure would be a concept. So anything saying I'm open to something that I don't have direct experience to, oh, isn't that saying well, I'm, I'm open, open to, to the concept? possibility? I'm oh. open to the possibility that I'm not dependent. I'm not the body. I'm not the body sensations. I'm not dependent on the body. Okay. So it's not saying that I'm open to concepts. It's just saying I'm open to being shown. I'm open to the possibility that, yeah. that that's the truth, that that's reality or the truth. So couldn't I say that about anything, though, that I'm open to the possibility that anything could be true? Well, that well, I don't have direct it. experience of? Yeah, well, give me an example. What What do you want to open to? Not that I want that, to. It just that seems there's unicorn that there's unicorns or. Okay, well, yes, let's use unicorn. that as an excuse. No, let's use that as an ex as an example. Okay. Yeah, I have yeah. no direct experience of unicorns. Yes. And if I say I'm open to the possibility of it, uh huh, because I have no direct experience well, uh, you know so are you open to the possibility that unicorns exist or angels or... yeah yeah great so then if that's where your curiosity is then you can start each day with do i know for sure that unicorns do not exist no actually i don't know for sure okay well could it be that they do exist in some way somehow um, you know, I'm, I'm open. It could be. Okay, well, I'm going to live as if it's the truth. Unicorns exist somewhere, somehow. Not insisting or demanding. You know, when we do that, we're not insisting that it's true. We're not demanding that it's true. We're not superimposing that onto life. We're just... Well, we're not I'm, expecting it. It's just well, saying we're so basically it. it's being open to everything. I'm, I'm just gonna that's right. Ah, uh, got which, it. <laughs> just <yeah>. got it. <laughs> Thank you. You know, which is like, do you know for sure what's possible and what's not possible? I I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what I know anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so this is very specific, not knowing. Do you know for sure what's possible and what's not possible? No. No, 
and now really open up it's like okay no i don't know yeah oh wow you know a really fun book for opening loosening up what's possible what's not possible or getting you in touch with what you think you know to be possible and not possible is um autobiography of a yogi by paramahansa yogananda autobiography of a yogi by paramahansa yogananda it's a wonderful book to either loosen up your absolute knowing of what's possible and what's not possible or to get you in touch with what you think you know to be possible and not possible but one of one of uh, one of his quotes that i love is, is he says um, reality is way stranger than any fiction It's kind of exciting. Yeah. You know, for, for all we know, we already know that when we all, all have the experience of how limiting a belief is to our experience. And so for all we know, we have such a limited experience because of what we believe is possible. Yeah, even in our, that's what I was starting to feel just a moment ago was that even this imagination, you can imagine all kinds of things, but even that feels somewhat limited to. Yeah, your beliefs of what's possible. Yeah. And what's not possible will limit your own imagination. So you wow. can feel, oh, wow. So. Do you know for sure what is possible, what's not possible in this um, creation of experiencing? No. No. I really feel that. Wow, I don't know. I don't know for sure what's possible and what's not possible. It feels so free okay so now let's bring this into the situation circumstance of each person's life in the group so allow yourself to look at your life circumstance or the life circumstance situation of this body we call me And see if you can be aware of a sense of limitation in your current situation or circumstance. And anyone have something they've they're feeling that we could explore as an example. Anyone, no one, Ray, go ahead. Are you asking for a physical limitation? 
just 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 the sense of limitation that you're experiencing in your in your life situation if you just wanted everybody to look and see if you have a sense of being limited in some way yeah i do um okay um i'm struggling a lot with um the limitation of um going where you're pointing me oh uh-huh Okay, so describe I, it a little more. I can feel it in my, um, I almost feel nauseous. I can feel the anxiousness in my chest and um, I'm scared. Okay, okay. So let's start by as best you can welcoming the fear, the anxiousness. Hmm. That, that this, what, you know, what everything we're looking at is brought up. Yeah. So just start by let, you know, as gently as you can, letting it in, welcoming fear. And see if you can discover what, what is the fear imagining is going to happen if you, if you open up to what we're, what we've been looking at. You really open up to it. What's it afraid? Oh, that, that it won't exist. Yeah, I'll cease to exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now welcome that fear. You know, it's a fear of death, but death as in the end, mm -hmm. ceasing to exist. Mm -hmm. So now. Well, from a very practical standpoint, if you ceased to exist, what is what would there be to be afraid of? If you actually didn't exist anymore. Nothing. Nothing. So you need to be afraid of ceasing to exist. Is that true? Yeah, so I can be something and know what the hell's going on. <laughs> okay, so if you ceased to exist, would there be anybody there to suffer? No. No. So is it true that you need to be afraid of ceasing to exist? Is it true that you need to understand what the hell's going on here before you cease to exist? Is that true? Yeah. No. Yeah. Is it true for you to live, be happy, have a full, wonderful life? You need to know you need to know how it all works or what it's all about. Is that true? No. And how do you react? What happens when you really believe you need to know how it all works, what's it's all what it's all about first before you can like enjoy yourself? Mm, very small space. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave the house. Oh, okay. So let's rephrase that. So for you to, yeah, to relax, enjoy, to 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 um, be safe, you need to know how it all works. You need to understand 
how it all works, where, what it's all about, where you're going, what, what we're doing here. Well, otherwise, how do I know what, how to do the right thing? Oh, great. Boom. Now we hit it. You need to know what the right thing to do is ever. And is if I don't true? do the right thing, nobody's going to love me. Yeah. So you need anyone to love you at all. Oh, is anybody for sure. <laughs> Somebody, anybody. You need. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you need right now in this moment. Is it true that you need anyone to love you at all right now? Just this moment, is it true? No. 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 So for you to be, to fully be yourself, you need someone to love you. Is that true? No. So for you to be, to fully be yourself, you need someone's approval. Or permission is that true it's almost as if i want it to be true yeah feel that yeah yeah like how can i get by without someone's permission yeah that's like breaking all the rules i don't want to oh you're breaking, breaking all, all the rules, rules. jesus you're getting in trouble again Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, so feel that in the body. It usually shows up, you know, really stiff, crystallized energy in the body. Like, oh. Yeah. I'm hot, too, and my hands are sweaty. Yeah, so now allow, allow the burn part of it to happen as best you can. Just let, let the burn happen. So again, for you to fully be yourself, fully be present, you need permission or approval. Is, is that true right now in this moment? Mm -hmm. No. As best you can experience your no or experience this presence that doesn't need permission or approval to be, to fully be. Doesn't need God's approval or permission. Doesn't need people's approval or permission. Doesn't need any permission or approval to be. One more time for you to fully be what you are. You need someone's love, someone's approval, someone's permission. 
even God's love, God's approval, God's permission. Is that true? No, it's not true. Breathe that no in. And experience this presence that does not need approval, permission, or love to be. This is one of those turnarounds that you can, you know, you can play with by starting the day. Could it be, I don't need anyone's permission, approval, or love to be the way I am. Mm -hmm. If you notice, yes, could be. Okay, I'm going to do the best I can to live as if this is the truth. And again, we're not living demanding that everyone around us accept this as the truth <laughs> mm -hmm. you know we're just doing the best I, we can to live as if it is a fact a, a truth i don't need anyone's love approval or permission mm -hmm. to be the way i am In fact, I don't even need my own love, approval, or permission to be the way I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mm -hmm. It ties in a lot with, um, could it be true that I'm ready to let go of the desire to be loved? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so look at this history of desiring to be loved, trying to prove that you're lovable as a path to peace, safety, happiness, relaxing, enjoying. And how is it? How's it going? Excruciating. Yeah. And so could it be, could it be time to be, could, could it be you're ready to be done with seeking love, approval, mm. permission to be? Desiring love, approval, permission to be.
Thank you, Bill. Mm. Thank that. you, Tom. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, and then, Abby, you have your hand up? Yeah, I, uh, I guess it's kind of a question. I, um, at the beginning, when you were guiding us through the meditation and experiencing objects mm -hmm. without our story and our image, and I had this moment where I felt like I was just awareness, um, experiencing this painting on the wall over there. Mm -hmm. And it felt so intense that I just jumped right out of it. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't handle it um, almost. And then when you were going back into it a little later, I was like, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't go there. And I guess my, my question is a little bit, or well, two, one, did, is that something that you've experienced where that it's just so intense? Mm -hmm. And then did you have any like um do you have any like recommendations for like easing into that because i don't want to just deny it i and zone out i don't have to sit with it yeah well um one just open to the possibility was it like you jumped out of it do you mean like a rush of fear went through your body or what was the experience of jumping out I think maybe I think it was fear of how in, like how intense it was. Mm -hmm. um, like it was too. It was just it. It just felt like it was so big, and I had this fear that I couldn't handle it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So uh, would you be open to not being able to handle it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so just it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah, I would be. You know, uh, open to not being able to handle it. It's it's the same as living. Is it true? You know, the mind's like you won't be able to handle it. Well, is it true? Let's let's find out. I'm open to finding out hmm. that it's true, and I somehow explode or something. Yeah, and I I feel a little bit like I don't have anything to lose, so yeah exactly it's like this point yeah that's like the that's why i love the there's one little very short Rumi poem that's something like um, um uh, uh, it starts off like oh i would love to kiss you and then the response well the price of kissing is your life and then now my loving is running towards my life saying what a bargain Let's buy it. <laughs> it's like, I really got nothing left to lose. Like, the price of kissing is your life. Okay. Jeez. That's cheap. <laughs> well, thank you. Because that puts a whole different twist on it. Like, yeah. And okay, friends. Um, Uh, David, are you working on a, by any chance, are you working on a violin version of I Want It Just The Way It Is, by any chance? I know you're a busy guy. You're muted. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can. Oh, so you know, I I uh, I I love to take the challenge. What do you think, Caroline? Should I give it a shot? Why not? Okay, so uh, um, that will be uh, hopefully ready in about uh, my my uh, commission schedule, like four months. No, I'm kidding. Um, I should whip that up anytime. Oh, for next week. I love I love the. Uh, uh, I, I didn't want to like you know keep following you around, Caroline. So, <laughs> but if Tom's gonna ask, you know, to follow. We'll, we'll get one of these days. We should jam together or something. When this whole thing, you know, actually, what if we actually played a version where we both were playing at the same time? I mean, you know, I'm open to that possibility. Yeah, that's another possibility. But for now, I'll I'll, uh, I'll uh, try the ants. I'll respond. Yeah. Solo violin response. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Tom. Thank, Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. For a little something different, Love is the Power podcast lovers, I wanted to mention my friend Dory and her partner Arthur make the most amazing chocolate truffles and if you're a chocolate lover it's a must that you, you give these a try so if you go to childishchocolates.com you can order a box so i've had them they are amazing and i know dory and arthur personally and so i can verify personally that they're made with love comes through in the flavor so support our friend Dory and Arthur in their new venture with Childish Chocolates and yourself with a wonderful experience and every wonderful experience is an investment not an expense so invest in your own beautiful experiencing <laughs> that's childishchocolates.com lived in lessons each lesson's got its theme they keep circling back for you until you start to see where you forgot you were connected with everything it's okay we all do it too it just takes remembering it's okay we all do it too it just takes remembering that love is what we're all here for it's the only score we're keeping so settle yours love is what we're all here for it's the only score we're keeping so settle yours you can do all of the things you can Play all of the parts You can make a mess of everything Or score off all the charts But when you reach 
reach the end and you think that you have died you will do it all again you will do it all again you will do it all again until satisfied the views and opinions expressed on the tom podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of byron katie nor the intent of her self-inquiry method known as the work for more information on byron katie please visit thework.com if you wish to learn more about Tom, a certified facilitator of the work, and the podcast's eponym, please visit theworkwithtom.com.